We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf, the Sony Invitational Edition, uh, brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Uh, thanks. If you have a chance to be a gamer in your state, please use WinBet. W Y N N B E T. Jeff Erickson here with uh, Jeff Ritter from SI Golf and Scott Jenstad from Rotowire. Gentlemen, first of all, we got a big, big congrats to Jenstad uh, for correctly uh, naming Cam Smith as his one and done winner last week. Uh, and you, I, I think it was like twenty-two to one as uh, for him a gaming perspective too, right, Scott? I, I, it was either 21 or 22 to one. I actually had it too. So it was a, uh, it was a fun start to the golf season. I tell you what, him holding off John Rom for like two straight rounds head yeah. to head in the final group. Like that's impressive stuff right there. I, we always knew cam was good, but like that was, and Rom was playing really Rom Saturday was insane. When he was 12 under like the fact that he held on was really impressive head to head against Rom. Didn't miss. It was crazy. Yeah. And just the amount of birdies, like you're, you're 34 under par for 72 holes. That's just ridiculous. Three, and we, three and the three of us, three. we all yeah. played Kapalua. That golf course, I know it's easy for tour pros, but that is yeah. such a hard golf course. Like the, it's just so dramatic and quirky, and I just, it's just wildly impressive. And yeah, and we didn't know what Ram was going to bring because he was off for so long, but he was basically Ryder Cup Ram out there, birdieing everything, making every, you yeah. know, just put the pressure on the entire time. So Cam Smith looks like miss. a guy who's ready. Cam Smith looks right. He was on my. He was on my my uh, cheat sheet for tonight. We have our golf draft, and now I feel like this happens like every other year in this league, where the guy I the guys I like perform really well in Kapalua, and then their prices go up in our auction, which we always have like in between Kapalua and the Sony. So I'm uh, I'm revealing some of my strategy to you, but I Camp Smith is on my short list, but I don't know I don't know what I want to bid up for him now off that win. Right. But, he looks well, like he looks like he's ready, you know. For his the next price step. is going going to go up in tonight's auction just as much as it's going to go up as it did in DraftKings, as it did in his gaming odds. I mean, he was already going to be a favorite this week, anyhow. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. it just sent it through the stratosphere. How about Matt Jones, twenty three hundred under over the weekend? I mean, that's crazy. I mean that that's a that's a DFS winner right there if you had him. 
dude was like chipping in from everywhere too. It was crazy. Every time I looked up, I'm like, oh, this is like a, a match play situation and, and Matt Jones would chip in for Eagle. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not so much a, ma- a match play. It turned out to be, but uh, he was really impressive. He was. Uh, what, let's turn our attention to uh, the Sony. You know, it's it's not a Starfield field. It's, despite so many players being over at Kapalua, there's, I think there's only one in the top 10 after Bryson's withdrawal, and that's because of Cam Smith getting into the top 10. Um, and then it's all like there, there, there's like a half dozen top 25 guys, but it's not a deep field. No, it is not. And if you're looking at course trends, uh, seven out of the last eight winners at the Sony Open played in the Tournament of Champions the week before. So Ironically, Cam Smith, the one is, he did not, a couple of years ago, he did not play uh, in the TOC. So um, if you're looking for a trend line to try to find that winner for your one and done or uh, as a straight ticket, I would still look at the TOC, the guys who who have that warm-up week behind them in Kapalua as a place to start. But certainly uh, there's a lot of under-the-radar guys percolating that could round out a, a DraftKings lineup, but I like that trend. I like trend spotting when it comes to, um, you know, the week to week schedule. And I, I think that's a, that gets my attention. The fact that so many winners ultimately have just hopped over from Maui. Yeah. And I think it's not a top heavy field, but there's a lot of interesting names, a lot of good mid tier names. And I think the most fun thing about this tournament is there's all these guys are like coming off the corn ferry tour, all these young guys who like have really good games. And we're going to see how it translates to PJ tour. I think it's a, it's a fascinating week. So like there's like six to eight names. And I'm really curious to see how they're going to play. Um, coming kind of off the swing season, off the corn ferry tour, guys who you know could uh, take the step up this year and be you know legit top hundred guys. Yeah. Uh, well, let's look at the the course first. Uh, Wale Wale Country Cub. It's and I'm, I butcher the pronunciation. Wailai Wailai I don't know why I can't say that properly. It's just one of those things. I you know I don't speak Hawaiian very well apparently. Uh, it, it they played this court. They played this course forever since like 1965. Frequently, the scores are pretty low. As twenty-one under was the, the winner last year, but two years ago, Cam Smith won with like an eleven under in a playoff. I think the wins were up that year. But one of the things I, I, I've, I've noticed or read at least is that strokes gained putting, strokes gained around the around the green are super important here. It's not just approach. Yes, uh, that does seem to be a trend. Although they did tweak the course this year, I, I've read it, but I haven't seen. Uh, I'm not there, obviously, and I haven't seen it for myself, but apparently they've grown the rough out. Uh, so once you do that, perhaps there'll be a, a, a more of a premium on driving accuracy off the tee, although we'll, we'll see how that bears out. But just one thought to keep in mind, you see Bryson DeChambeau, of course, uh, withdrawing from this one. Not sure if he got a look at the rough and said, I'll pass, or if there's other <laughs> commitments. I have a feeling he just had other commitments. But uh, you wonder about uh, a Bryson-type profile, maybe not being as great of a fit for this course as it otherwise would have been before they made that change. Yeah. I think that uh, it's interesting course. Cause it's so much different than last week where you just bomb it and the, the fairways are wide open. I think it was uh 53% of the uh, fairways were hit last, uh, th- last year on this course. Whereas, you know, at, at, uh, at Kapaloo, it's like 81% or something like that. So it's like, it, it brings a lot of shorter hitters into play. As long as you, you know, accuracy matters in this course, it's shorter, um, only two par fives. So I think we have an interesting dynamic this week where it's one of those few courses on tour where those short, accurate guys really have a chance to kind of be in the top 10. Yeah. Page, they're playing Kevin Nas music here. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Defending champ, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, let's let's leap into the field here. Uh, we'll do our usual go by, uh, break it down by salaries. Uh, let's go with the five-digit guys. There's five of them now with uh, Bryson withdrawing. It's Cam Smith, 11-2. He was in the 8,000s last week. 
just shows uh, what a difference a week makes, both in strength of field and what happens when you win. Uh, Hideki is at 10-6. Webb Simpson uh, is at 10-5. Sung JM is at 10-3. And Mark Leishman is at 10,000. Uh, Jeff Ritter, let's start with you. What do you like in this group? I'm probably going to make a living a tier or two down this week. Um, but, I, I mean, you talk up what Cam Smith just did, and he looks like, for all the world, like a guy who's ready to win a major, become a world beater. But it's hard to just pay top dollar for the guy you know, it's just hard to, it's hard to win back to back. It's hard to just somebody who's now up a level to just jump on board. So I don't, the one guy I flag off here, maybe more than the others is Mark Leishman. Although to be honest, I think, I think I'm more excited about filling out my roster in the eights and nine thousands this week. But uh, Leishman's another guy who's um, he played last week, which is part of the profile I'm looking for is just guys coming off the TOC finished 10th. Uh, has not missed a cut at Wileye. He's 12 out of 12. So Is that good? At least you feel, feel pretty good that you're going to, you know, see the weekend and, and ring up some more points for your DraftKings game. So, uh, and Leishman's another guy. Also, there's something about these early weeks. You know, I just – I also start thinking about who's my breakout players for the, for the year. And uh, Leishman's a guy I'm watching. And so I like trying to get – if I'm right about who's going to break out, I like to try to – jump on that early because you see what happens with Cam Smith's price. Now having had the breakout would have, you know, I like trying to be a week early. Leishman's still pretty expensive for this week, but he's a guy I'm watching this year. And so I'd be tempted to add him this week. Probably nobody likes Cam Smith as much as me. I bet him last week. I had him on our auction team last year. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm playing 11, two for Cam Smith. And there's certainly no way in hell I'm betting him at eight to one. I think the eight to one under 10 to one price is just absurd this week, especially in a full field event like this. Um, Webb Simpson's going to be super popular. He's uh, what is he a top uh, top four each of the last four years of this course fits in perfectly. I think he's going to be really popular at 10 five. Um, I'm with Jeff though. I really like Mark Leishman this week. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm going to men- be mentioning him in later segments of the show. Also, <laughs> um, he was 10th last week, played well, gained 2.1 in approach. Um, Jeff mentioned the course history here. Not only, not only made, made cuts, but he has uh, four top tens. He's been top four twice in the last three years. So he's really good here um, playing really well. He has four top twenties in his last five events since September. Um, I think the price will keep him not too popular at 10 million. I don't think, you know, 10,000, whatever you want to call it. 10 million, think, 10 million, uh, 10,000. I don't think I always add the three zeros. Um, I don't think anybody's is, is going to be, don't be that popular. I think web will be more popular. I think Sung Jay probably be more popular too. Um, I really like Leachman this week for DraftKings, for betting, for one and dones. Um, I think it's uh, it, it, it's, it's a it's a nice week for Leachman in a one and done just to jump ahead just because I'm not that way. He's a really good player in a field that he's one of the better players, but not someone that I'm worried about, like not being able to play later on the season, too. So I think he fits well. Um, I love Leachman's week at 10,000. Yeah. What's it? Any, any comments on Decky or uh, Sungjae uh, on the merits? I mean, Sungjae's just solid. He was eighth last week. Um, you know, he, he's gained T to green five weeks in a row. I think that uh, he's always there, always the guy that I like. Obviously, I, don't, I like him more in the eights than the tens, but, um, right. you know, didn't hit it fantastically well last week, which is kind of okay on approach. Um, I like him. I just prefer Sungjae. I just prefer Leishman this week. Matsuyama and M combined eight for eight in cuts made at Wailai. So also even both guys. I wouldn't mind record. a build with one of those guys, especially because – they're not the ones, especially Hideki, I don't think it's going to gain a lot of hype, perhaps. And I think other people, you know, other pe- other others are going to be built around more. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to the 9,000 tier. It's a small tier. Uh, Kevin Nas at 99. Abe Answers at 97. Corey Connors is at 96. 
Harris English, 93. Taylor Gooch at 91. Scott, we'll start with you. What, what grabs you from this, this tier? Not a huge fan of this tier. Honestly, the one guy that I will be playing in here is uh, everybody's favorite uh, on the podcast, Corey Connors at 9,600. Yeah. Um, just a, a perfect a perfect setup for him. You know, he was top 10 last year in driving accuracy and Chuck Hayes approach, but he's not long. I think he was over 100th in, in, in distance. So I think this is a, a course that sets up really well for him for his accuracy. He was top 15 here in 2019 and 2020. 9600 is a is a pretty uh, is a is a pricey tag for Connors, but um, you know wasn't great in the fall, but just a good tee to green approach guy. I think he fits really well here. Uh, I will definitely be playing him at, at 9600 in some lineups. I uh, totally agree. I mean, it's it's certainly it's it's Kevin Na's music, but we know how hard it is to just repeat in these things. Not look solid at the TOC last week though, uh, so I'm not. I wouldn't be scared to put Kevin Na in my lineup, but um, yeah, I agree. Connors is my favorite off the tier. I think, uh, and I, I still think Taylor Gooch is a guy that's kind of like simmering. Like he kind of has the profile of a guy who's he's playing his best golf of his career now. Hasn't taken my advice yet and changed and just gone by TK Gooch. And I just think it, he needs that marketing boost. But um, tempting at ninety one. But I, I I'm with I'm with Scott. Uh, my favorite off the tier also uh, is Corey Connors. When I ran my model with key stats, uh, Taylor Gooch came up number one for the last twenty four rounds overall. That's pretty good. So he has I, been he has been playing exceptionally well. A lot of top top tens, like almost every stat. It's just been he's been on firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. I like him better than Connors because Connors just the flat stick bothers me. I think you need to putt well here uh to do well. And I know he's putting better. I guess he was like strokes gain putting was like forty third or something in the fall. Uh but last year as a season, it was his best year and he was still like around hundred and ten or so. So you know. He's just, it always seems like that one thing to let you down. I definitely want to do, I, I want you to do a gaming ticket on Corey Connors. I might do it with the uh, DraftKings, but I, I, I'd, I'd rather save the 500 and go with Gooch, I think. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the $8,000 tier. Uh, there's a little bit of a bigger tier. Start off at Kisner at 8,900. Horschel's at 87. Coke Rack off a terrible week last week, 86. Russell Henley, 85. Matt Jones, 84. Maverick McNeely, 83, Van Royen, 82, Seamus Power, 81, and two th- 8,000s with Charles Howell and Cam Davis. Jeff Ritter, what do you think? So I think one of my favorite stats of the week is uh, uh, it's, it's like the old, it's the expression, uh, find someone who loves you like, right? Find someone who loves you like Charles Howell like loves the Sony Open. Uh, he's the all-time money leader. He's 20 for 20 in making the cut at this event. So he's old. Uh, you almost. How often do you say you can just build around an $8,000 player in DraftKings? But it, that's just immediate in, immediately into the lineup. Um, I probably would not bet him on a on a ticket because, as we know, all very rarely wins, despite uh, the successful career he's had. So. But certainly love him for yet another top 20 this week uh, to start there. But I also think, you know, one guy I like this year as a rebound season. And, you know, I, th- I thought he had a pretty solid start last week with tournament champions is Kevin Kisner. He doesn't have the game that's going to contend on every track. So he's got to make his money, you know, where he can make it. And Wiley is certainly one of those places for ball striking accuracy uh and and i always just kind of enjoy his grit um when he's in contention so kisner at 8900 be my other guy off this tier but uh howell at 8000 my favorite 
Just because we tend to agree a lot, I'm going to say that I think Kevin Kisner is the most mispriced guy in the entire thing. I think he's like a, a thousand overpriced. I think 8900 is an absurd price for Kisner, who just putted out of his ass last week, but didn't really even hit it that well and was horrible in the fall before that. I uh, he agree was. a lot, but I, uh, I am definitely way off of Kisner this week. I have the battle scars from having Kisner all season last year. I mean, he got me the one win, and then like, which got him into the playoff, and then he just tanked so badly in the playoffs. Yeah, I. Ah, I, I have a hard time watching him play. It just he's a great putter and you know all around nice guy from what I hear. But uh, I don't I don't I don't want him at eighty nine hundred either. Uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued by Cam Davis. I think you know I, I I like the price on him. I like that he played last week. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be. I think Matt Jones will be maybe the most rostered player uh, this week percentage wise. I mean at eighty four hundred after that that finish. I think everyone's going to try to build off that. I'd be surprised if. You know, if the if the field isn't all over Matt Jones, so I, I think I, I agree with you on Jones. I think Henley and Horschel are also going to be popular in this range. I think that uh, Henley's just been so solid for people lately at eighty five hundred. Sure. He feels a little bit underpriced. The two guys I like in this range, I really like Maverick McNeely at eighty three hundred. Um, top twenty five his last three tournaments. He was nineteenth at Houston his last time out. Really good tee to green. Really good approach. He's mailed 12 of 13 cuts. He had a second in September. I think he's a guy that uh, is a little bit of a breakout guy for me this season. I think he's going to be someone that's going to uh, hit a bunch of top 25s this year, and uh, neither of you should bid on him tonight in our auction. Um, I, I also I also like I also like Seamus Power a lot this week at 8,100. I think that the, the price is obviously up from last week, but he played well last week. He was 15th. He gained everywhere but putting. Um, he's another guy that's very accurate off the tee, but a little bit shorter. So last week didn't set up great for him, but this week sets up really well. Um, last six tournaments, five of them inside the top twenty-one, three inside the top twelve. Um, I think I like that. Hun- I think that Henley and Horschel and Jones will kind of suck up that uh, that roster ship. I really like getting McNeely and, and and Power in this range. Last Power, week, uh, yeah, Power's a great pick. Yeah, just I say as a guy playing the best golf of his life right now, and uh, that's not a bad call when you can get him at this price. I think uh, last week was a pretty good strategy to build out of the 8,000s. Um, maybe have one high-priced guy in there and a, and a low-priced guy in there. I th- is, it, is this tournament set up well for that as well? Maybe get three guys out of the $8,000 tier? It's a little tougher because last week we had really good options in the 6,000s. Like, power was 6,600 last last week. And I just – it's hard to find. If you can find those guys in the 6,000s, there's a couple we'll talk about you can do it. But, uh, yeah, so I agree there. I think it's hard to get those really expensive guys in there. So I think, you know, maybe, you know, one in the nines, a couple in the eights, or maybe two or three in the eights, I think I think does work pretty well this week just because it's hard to find cheaper guys. Right on. Uh, before we move on to the $7,000 tier, quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Thanks to the Blue Wire Network for uh being providing a platform for our podcast all season long. Uh let's move on to the seven thousand dollar tier. It, it's a pretty it's a pretty deep tier. I'm not going to go over a name because that would take a while and we don't want to go more than half an hour on this. So let's start off just in the, uh, we'll go Scott this time. Give me three or four guys that you like and maybe one that's a trap. It's a tough range. It's a tough range. Cause there's a lot of guys that you're like, oh, I can see this. I can see this working out, but they all have, you know, they all have warts. There's no like obvious plays for me in the seven thousands. Um, I do like, uh, I like Joel Damon again. We talked about him last week at 6,100. I started out well and then kind of faded pretty hard. But again, it's another guy that this course sets up way better for him than, than last week. did. Like last, last week he gained on fairways gain, but he lost so many strokes in driving distance gain. That he just got, he just got crushed by the length. So I think he works out well, um, really accurate. He was top 25 the last two years here at 7,600. I think the price is good for him. He was a, you know, we, again, we, Jeff talked about the guys that play well, uh, or play the week before tend to tend to play well here. He's kind of struggled around the greens, but I think it's a good week for him. Um, kind of out of nowhere, I like Aaron Ray this week at 7,700, a guy that I don't think a lot of people will be on. He's a little bit higher priced than I thought he would be, and I think that kind of helps his ownership. But, uh, you know, three top 20s in November, um, really good TD Green and approach numbers in those two events in November. He gained over five in approach in, in back-to-back weeks. Um, I think he'd be really popular if he was like 6,800, but I think 7,700 kind of brings that down to a, to a place where we can we can work with. And um, one other name, I think Christian Behazenhut is interesting here. Not a guy who I think can win. Doesn't really have a lot of like, you know, top fives, top tens, but just makes cuts. He missed one cut in 2021. It was his last tournament, but I think he's just a guy that at under 8,000 will get you through to the weekend. And then those are valuable points. His Sweden hoe was on my list. I also just, you, you, warm, say, you, say, warm you say it so much, you say it so much better than I do. I gotta, well, I gotta warm it up. You know, it's good to get, I, I think he's a guy much like we, we have, we all struggled with Oosthuizen back in the day. Uh, his Sweden hoe is another guy who seems to be ascending. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he dents the leaderboard this weekend. The other guy I would add. So I like that pick a lot from you, Scott. Uh, 
I would add also it's it's so boring to take him, uh, but I think Stuart Sink will probably be under owned and he looked all right last week. And uh, I was just looking up his course history at uh, at Wiley, uh, T forty two seven or better in seven straight at this event. So another guy who could just hang around for the weekend and this course a better fit for um, th- his type of golf game than than Capalua. Uh, so boring, probably under owned, uh, but maybe sneaky. It didn't play well last week, but Brennan Gray seems pretty low priced at seventy one hundred. What's up with that? What did he do last week? T thirty three. Yeah, uh, it was a birdie fest, and he was thirteen under. So he, yeah, uh, he lost strokes in every single stat I'm looking at. So that's not great. No, I guess that's why he's low priced. But you know, of the players that played last week, he's about as cheap as you get. That's that's kind of what I'm pointing out, and, and he's a guy that actually can 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 compete and be a top ten type of guy. He hasn't played well lately, but I mean he has a history of you know being a top ten guy. So he's one of those few guys in the seven thousands. You know, we're trying to get through the cut with these guys, but you're right, he's a guy that could be a, a top twenty guy. A lot more you can see that a lot easier than some of these other dudes. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was going for here. Yeah. All right, let's finish out the six thousands. Uh, any uh, gold to be mined here, Jeff? Why don't you start? Well, I noticed uh, Vincent Whaley, who is kind of one of the stars of the podcast in the second half last year, lurking down there. But I think this is a time, I mean, if you're going to throw a dart, it's tempting maybe to look at um, maybe somebody's just making their debut, you know, like like Scott said, off the Corn Ferry Tour, and I'm trying to trying to grab one. I had I had one, one guy I really liked last year who just never, never arrived was um, Brandon Wu. Uh, I had him in our fantasy league for a while, waiting for that guy to start to appear because I liked his profile as a collegiate player. And it just didn't, I think he had an injury or something. It just didn't happen. But I, I see him in the field now, 6,500. I've got to do more research to see, you know, is he full-time member now or or what his status is. But um, he had a big profile in college. And, I, you know, there's always, there's always guys that surprise you, the Sony Open. You're always scrambled to the, oh, who's, well, there's a name I've not seen before. You know, this is the week that happens because you've got this flood of new talent in. Um, right. I, I'm going to circle Brandon Wu as, as somebody I'm going to start watching again. How about you, Scott? So I've got a slew of names down here. I think this is one of those weeks where if you play multiple lineups, you want to like kind of toss a couple of these guys in. So I've got four guys who are kind of newcomers, then one guy who's a veteran, but I think he's underpriced. Uh, the, the new guys I think that are really good to look at if you really want to dig up, d- dig deeper. Um, Alex Smalley is 7,000. He had uh, two top 15s in the fall season, um, 12th at Bermuda, 15th at Houston. Uh, he profiles like a pretty breakout guy. Uh, Cameron Young at 6,800, two wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, finished second in October at Sanderson Farms. He's more of a driving distance guy than a, an accuracy guy, so I'm a little uh, pulling back on him, but an interesting name. Uh, Hayden Buckley is 6,700. He had two top 10s in October, a fourth at Sanderson Farms, an eighth at Shriners. Then he had a couple miss, uh, 70th, I missed cut, but a guy who, you know, two top 10s in, in the swing season really kind of kind of sparks your interest a little bit. And then Steven Yeager is 6,500. He was first on the Corn Ferry Tour last year in points. He had two wins, four seconds, seven top tens. Um, finished the Corn Ferry last year with three straight top fives to close the season. Like, it was really hot late in the year. Didn't do a lot in the fall season. The guy, like, uh, th- th- it was on the tour before, lost his tour card, and now is back. I always kind of like those guys, maybe kind of their second time through. And the one veteran who I find interesting is I run, you know, models and look at stats and stuff. Uh, Mark Hubbard is 6,600. And keeps popping up in everything over the last uh, 24 rounds. Um, he's gained a tee to green in seven of eight. He's gained in putting in five of six. He's made seven straight cuts. He has a top 25 in four of his last six. If you look at this field, just this field, he's top 10 in the field in the last 24 rounds in tee to green, 
par five scoring and shot gains approach. Like stats that you really want a guy who's top 10. And like, you look at that and it's all big name guys in there. And then Mark Hubbard kind of pops in all the stats. It's really weird how uh, he, he does there. So I'm going to kind of believe the model and believe the stats a little bit and play Hubbard on much team. 6,600 is really low price for someone who shows up that well recently in the stats. So uh, kind of trusting the stats there, but Mark Hubbard 6,600 is my favorite guy in the price range. Len Hochberg in his preview article cites a Hudson Swafford, Hudson Swafford at 68 is kind of interesting. Made seven out of eight cuts at Sony. You know, he didn't have a great year last year, but he finished strong. And, you know, I kind of sometimes like that there. Uh, he's definitely, he's definitely, he's definitely a course guy. He's, he had two top tens here. He's 25th last year. He's definitely one that um, I know I know people like just the, the course history is really good with him. Yeah. So if you're looking for a guy that, you know, another cheap guy to fill in, he could be another alternative too. Generally speaking, you know, Scott, I know you play a decent amount on, on DraftKings. Do you like to build one lineup and fill in a lot of contests, or do you like to try one contest, try to fill a couple of different lineups? How's your approach? What type, what do you like? How do you like to play? More the more the second one. I mean, I'm not a hundred lineup guy, but I usually play three, four, five, somewhere in there. Um, usually try and stick with a you know some core guys in each lineup kind of thing. But uh, you know, I'm not the best at that because I end up liking a bunch of guys. But you know, you mm-hmm. if you if you hit on a, like last week was Cam Smith, if you hit on him and you have a bunch of lineups, like you just can do a lot more with it. If you spread yourself out too much, you're gonna find yourself. Oh, I hit this right. one, but the wrong one, so it's hard to really get it. So you want to? I kind of build around a core of two or three guys and, and mix and match them. I don't play a ton of lineups, but. Uh, I usually play like my favorite lineup in some of the, some of the bigger contests, the, you know, the, the $33 one, the $25 one, then in the, in the $9 and the $3 and the, the single entries, I'll put a couple of different, you know, maybe three or four lineups in those, those lower ones. And then I usually put my best team in the single entry. I like the $12 Albatross on DraftKings. That, I, 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 like, I like that one too. Yeah, I like that Especially tournament. There's multiple ones of those. And yeah. I like the notion of a single entry contest. Yeah, too. I do too. So I usually yeah. take my, I take my favorite lineup, my best lineup, and put it in those. And then I'll the, some of the the lower dollar contests, the nine dollars, the three dollars, the five dollars, the birdies, and I forget what the drive the green. I think it's called. Um, I'll throw three to five lineups there, depending on the tournaments. When they are busy, I am. Um, but I do try and uh, you know I end up liking so many guys in a week. I, but I really have to try and kind of parse that down and figure out my favorite plays, which is which is a, a tough task for me on 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 Wednesday nights. How about you, Jeff? How do you like I'm not, that? Yeah, well, in Texas, I can't get on the DraftKings yet. But when I was in Michigan for a couple of weeks last summer, it was over the British Open, so I went crazy. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I had my fa- – it turned out my favorite lineup, one that was like in the top like 2%, I, I had entered it in a double-up pool. So it didn't want to matter. All you had to do – so I, so I learned the hard way. I'm like, I'm never entering one of these again. Because I just, it's not to me. You can, you can enter those, but just make sure you take that team and at least throw it somewhere in a tournament. Yeah, just case, I kind of just had, pops like that. I yeah. had all these combos, you know, and just like I hit the right combination in the wrong pool. So that was my one lesson from DraftKings. But no, Texas, unfortunately, is shut out of this, out of the fun for now. So I'm just making lineups, you know, for the fun of it. It's what I would submit if I could in preparation for this, for this podcast. So but hopefully this year, those laws loosen up a little bit. Right on. Um, let's move on to gaming. Let's look at some tickets. See if we can find something that we like. I mean, Scott. I mean, the pressure's on. You you got the winner last week. I I, I think the pressure's off. You hit a twenty to yeah. one. You can, well, have, you, can, you, can, you can lose for a while, right? Okay. The credit is on. There I'm gonna. Go. We're, our lonely eyes are turning to you. So, what do you like this week? Yeah, it's interesting. The, the odds are so low on some names that you just don't expect to see up there. We mentioned Cam Smith at 8-1. to one. Like It's just kind of jarring, jarring to look at. So I'm going to take a couple of guys a little bit higher than I normally do and then a couple back-end guys. I'm going to go Mark Leishman at 16-1 to one and Corey Connors at 18-1. to one. Um, I usually like those guys in the 20-30 to 30 range, but you know the way this tournament's set up, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to bet in both of those. I'm going to drop back. I'm going to drop back a little bit in order just when you're taking two guys that high. 
I'm going to take Seamus Power at 40 to 1. And then also uh, Maverick McNeely at 50 to 1. to be the four guys on my betting ticket uh, as of this moment. May add a couple of darts later as I look at some guys. I might throw a couple bucks on Mark Hubbard just because I the stats pop so much. I'd be mad at myself if he happened to, to spark right. and win and I didn't have a couple bucks on him. He's, he's way down the list. So I can you can bet that one pretty easily. But the, those four guys I mentioned, especially Lisa McConnors, are, are, are my main parts of my ticket this week. I love that. I love that Mark Hubbard stuff. I'm, I'm adding that to my own uh, notes here. Um, I would add, I love Leishman as well, as we said at the top. Um, I show him at 20 to one on golf odds. You said 16 to one on DraftKings. Yeah. That were, yeah I still like him. Um, I had Taylor Gooch. Uh, I, like I, that. I think, I think something's, I think it's might be happening for him soon. And he's, 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 20, he's, 20, he's 25 or 31. Like, that's a pretty good price for a guy. Yeah. It, it kind of looks he's playing really well. Yeah. Yep. I, I need to know. I got to find out his middle name so I can I just call him TK Gooch. I'm going to find I, for next week's podcast. I'm going to get that uh, research done. Uh, but I like him a lot. So I, I think that's probably. And then despite the two of you, I would probably take Kisner 35 to one. And we'll just see what happens there. Those would be my three. Uh, three bets just throw it out that mark hubbard is 130 to one right now so i'll <laughs> definitely be putting a few bucks on that one just just in case i would not want to miss that i bet you you just moved the market right this second and <laughs> yeah it's all right 25 now that's what i um, have I'm a, I'm a real market mover let me tell you, you should be you should be um 20 at a time week. after yeah. last week you should be I don't know yeah. if Taylor Gooch has a middle name. I'm not seeing it come up anywhere. It's kind of I know. It's, yeah, I, I looked. I did make a quick scan and came yeah. up with nothing. So, was, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's just going with Taylor. He has no other, no other option. Nothing wrong with the name Taylor, by the way. I just think he's got an opportunity there uh, to remarket himself a bit. There you go. There you go. All right. Finally, one and done. Uh, let's go, Jeff. This time, what do you got for this week? Well, I mean, <laughs> don't don't do it, Jeff. I honestly, Scott, I'm t- I, yeah, you couldn't have gone to me. You couldn't have gone to me first on this one. <laughs> well, all right. We'd have to play last week. I had, <laughs> no one's going to believe this. I I was going to take Cam Smith, but you took him. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, I, and I took Pat Reed this week. I had, I had Leishman and I know, I know you're going with it. <laughs> I'm going to give him to you. I'm Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm going to take Gooch. I'm going to take Taylor Gooch because I, I do think it's happening. I'm, I'm kind of torn between those guys. So I will take Gooch. But I also think Leishman's a tremendous pick on, on all tickets this week. That's fair. I appreciate it. If, if Leishman wins, we will certainly give you the, the credit too. I, I'm, well, I'm I, put the, it on tape. I put it on tape this time. You know, let, yes, last uh, week I just let you have uh, <laughs> Camp Smith quietly and didn't uh, didn't share. But it was a great pick. I'm going. I'm going. Mark Leishman this week. I think it uh, it fits really well in this field. Um, you know, he's a he's a good name in a field that's uh, not really top heavy. I think it's a, a prime time to play a guy like this. You know, as we get in the summer, we get bigger events, bigger fields. Like I just, I'm not going to worry about not having Leishman available. So it it, fit, it fits perfectly. I think he's got a really good chance to win. I think he's got a really chance to be to be a top five. Um, I'm I'm Mark Leishman all, all the way this week. You know, since I'm in the same one and done pool as both y'all. Uh... I, I would lo- I, I'm persuaded on Leishman. I think you're probably right, but just to be different, I'll probably take the other most commonly uh, guy I used and go Russell Henley uh, this week for my one and done entry there. I, li- I like all the stats here, and the only thing I don't like is he didn't play last week. But uh, who is uh, who's the most picked guy in our one and done uh, this week? I'd like to do that each week and kind of think. So you guys can be who think it's gonna be most popular? It's a good question. I think uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Webb. I think you're right, actually. Although I don't like that he didn't Corey, play last week. Corey Connors could be popular. Yeah. Probably not a guy that you, you know you don't want to take a major winner or like a WGC winner right off, but you you want to try to land solidly on the board in week one, right? And I, I could see Connors being up there. 
Yeah, I can see that too. Um, yeah, I, I can see it. I, I think some people will jump right back on Cam Smith. He's won here two weeks ago. I mean, that that's that's pretty uh that's pretty convincing too. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's close there. Um, but uh, do you, do you, yeah, do you, do you think it, somebody at Google right now is wondering why the hell I keep uh, googling what is Taylor Scooch's middle name? <laughs> <laughs> How are you spelling Taylor? Maybe that has something to do with oh, it. Oh, I just I found a story on why there's no Y in the name, but I haven't yeah. seen what middle name yet. Uh, yeah, okay. there's no Y and there's no Y and Taylor and no middle name. There's it's so uh, it's now a, it's just more unanswered questions. The no Y is a family custom. My mom's side of the family just spelled names weird, so they wanted to keep the tradition going. Good a reason as any. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Or is that our parting thought? Uh, parting thought, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll see you both in the draft tonight, right? This is going to be yeah. fun. Is there is there a, a season-long thought that you that you would want to share with readers? I not, think not, that, not that I'm giving right now, no. Yeah, I think. Well, I, 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 I'll say I this. Last year I was going to build this balanced roster. I was going to be like, call him at the auction and then i bought justin johnson first player out of the shoot so um that didn't really work out so because he was a bargain last year he was he was the lowest priced top top pick that that's, we've had in that, a really long pretty, time that's pretty hard to drive a guy who wins every single year's whole career to no wins yeah oh well, hey i've got that midas touch, that's, that's, I a guess, special, that's a special trait right there i've won this league four times so i'm not i'm not that bad in this league I mean, i'm not four, that bad i promise four, four times four impressive. times impressive that's, that's a, good. is that the is are you the leader has anybody no, won more than four i i think josh has won it even more our defending champ josh ross and i know pnl is always great in this league too so uh, there's some good players in this league i've come in um, come in second twice and last place twice so i gotta mm-hmm. i need one more top three to at least rebalance my yeah, you're a little I'm, I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of in your boat. I've only been in three years, but I have a second and a last also. So I'm I'm following the Jeff Ritter plan there. So there you uh, go. But you know what? Hey, nobody went nobody remembers if you don't win, right? So that's very true. And I uh I, I lost last year because there was a three guy three man playoff. Josh had two of the I, I had two of the three. Josh had one of the three. He ended up winning the tournament. That was the difference. So uh yeah. Ouch. I'm not uh, I'm not bitter at all about that. So no, but, uh, no. Josh is going to buy me a lot of steak coming up soon, so I don't feel as bad about it because he is yeah, the, he's the, he's, the that, he's the double buyer in our steak. <laughs> league, so he is. That. I'm looking forward to maybe a, maybe a bigger steak than normal. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's going to be our sign off right there. All right, thanks everybody for uh, watching Gaming Golf or and or listening to it. Uh, good luck on your DraftKings and your tickets this week. Take care.